Real people, real opinions, real talk radio. The multi award winning Niall Boylan show. As we do know at this time of the night, we do have a lot of single folk listening. And um, we know that from our research. And so we kind of have a bit of a treat for you now because I know it's that time of the night. Nelly, better known as Ask Nelly. Well, I have a little clip here they told me to play. Let me just give you a little clip. Anyone who tells you that appearance doesn't matter is absolutely lying. And studies show that women who are in a healthy and lower BMI range have more bargaining power in the dating marketplace. That's just what the studies show. And again, you know, people can get mad at that. People can get mad at me. But people really, if they have a problem with it, should get mad at the statistic. There you go. Get mad at the statistic, doubt her. Because dating coach for high-value women and men and matchmaker, based in Los Angeles and Miami, she has just exploded onto the social media scene. Her Instagram is now at 129,000. Her TikTok is at 780,000. And she gives some sometimes ever so slightly controversial advice. Why is it controversial? Well, because it's real talk, just like what we do here. And it's none of this uh, what you want to hear stuff It's a bit more like, I suppose, tough love, I suppose. So if you want to learn about love from an expert, listen up and welcome to the show, Nelly Sudri. And she joins me. Nelly, good evening to you. How are you? I'm good. How are you? It's so great to talk. And it's what a beautiful evening it is this evening. Mind you, it's still daytime uh, wherever, what part of the world. What part of the world are you in at the moment? Are you in New York at the moment, is it? I'm in Beverly Hills, so Los Angeles. Ah, uh, see, look, wouldn't we all just love to live in Beverly Hills, Nelly? You know, just that's the dream, isn't it? Well, you know, I've been to Ireland, and you guys have some things that we don't have out here. You've got some great pubs, you've got some Guinness, you've got some castles. So, you know, it, it's not where you are, it's who you're with, in my opinion. But um, I'm okay. very happy to be in uh, California. <laughs> so what's your, your background when it comes to dating? I mean, I mean, have you been through the mill, so to speak, when it comes to trying to find the right person? So what is your background in it? Yeah, so I actually got started in this on TikTok. I started by posting a little video that went viral uh, about three years ago. People started commenting, what can I do in this situation? I need advice for this situation. And I started posting. And to date, I've posted almost 2,000 videos on TikTok and several on Instagram as well. And I ended up quitting my corporate job and enrolling at Columbia University in conflict resolution, mediation, and negotiation. I also have a certificate from Harvard. Um, And so I have studied, I've always been so fascinated with dating and relationships and interpersonal dynamics, but I've studied this now as well because, you know, when you think about what people say a lot, which is, what do you bring to the table? That in itself is a negotiation. Not that I'm an advocate for transactional Mm -hmm. relationships. I think things should be transformational, but it's really important to get clear on how to recognize what the person that you're after wants so that you can also, you know, sit there and ask yourself, am I, am I checking those boxes? And if not, you know, maybe you need to reconsider or get to work. Yeah, what and you're looking for. You need I, to know what you're looking for, don't you? I mean, there's no yeah, point in just kind of going, absolutely. well, I'm single and I'm looking for somebody. you got to know what you're looking for. And I suppose totally. from a personal experience, because I've been divorced and now I'm married again, but I find, and I think mm-hmm. most people would agree, second time round, you know where you went wrong first time round. You know what you're not looking for anymore and not what you don't want in a date. So you know what you want. So you can be a bit more fussy, I suppose. Absolutely. You know, now I have a roster of clientele as a matchmaker on a a television show on Roku called Match Me in Miami. I have my own business. And I will tell you this, I work with a lot of divorcees. Um, It's sometimes a blessing 
to have that experience under your belt. But ideally, you want to get it right the first time around if you have the chance. <laughs> well, this is true. <laughs> um, uh, by the way, you work with what they call high-value men and women. Now, explain this to our yes. listeners. What do you mean by high-value? Well, really, it comes down to the dating marketplace. You know, when you think about life, you're always in a marketplace, whether you realize it or not. If you're applying to a job, you're in the employment marketplace. If you're applying to school, you're in the student marketplace. When you're looking for love, you're in the dating marketplace. And when we talk about high-value singles, you know, the definition for each when it comes to men and women, uh, it differs a little bit. But really, the crux of it is the people in the dating marketplace who are um, the most desirable and have the most bargaining power are what I uh, call high value because they offer the most value. So when you think about men, think about the most successful, good-looking men in the dating marketplace and think about women, you know, the most uh, feminine women in the dating marketplace. So, in other words, these are the ones that can really demand whatever they want because, A, the, the guy is good-looking and he might have a good job and good money. The girl is attractive and she can kind of call the shots. So, you, these are people who are, you know, I suppose that you aspire to be with. Yes. I mean, I don't want to completely reduce people to just their wealth and just their looks, but I will tell you in my experience of coaching and working with a lot of people – um, when I talked to women, I was just, I was actually funny enough, I was on a, uh, a call with a client just a couple of minutes before this call. She said, oh, I don't want to date the guy who's making $80,000 a year. I want a guy who's making six figures, Nellie. And, you know, um, we talked about some of the things she can do to do that. So, you know. It's and is not she earning, but here's, here's the thing, but is she earning six figures? Or is she is she what they well, would call a gold digger? <laughs> well, here's, here's the thing. I She actually is earning six figures, but. She is, uh, she told me in her own words, she said, Nellie, I have 60 pounds to lose. Um, I'm 60 pounds away from my goal weight. And I told her, you know, you can't, you can't expect the type of guy you want to want you when you're not even comfortable and happy in your own skin. And it's not about looking a certain way to attract a certain kind of man. It's about feeling good in your body, in your skin, in your energy, because I truly believe it's all interconnected. How we look, how we feel, and how we think in our, you know, our vibrational frequency. But you need to be, I think, at your optimal if you want someone else who's at their optimal. You can't expect to attract a 10 if you don't feel like a 10, and also if you're not moving through the world like a 10. Is there still those kind of sexist stereotypes that, you know, attractive, wealthy men, or maybe not even attractive, but wealthy men are looking for a trophy, uh, you know, on the end of their arm. And good-looking ladies, who may not be, uh, I suppose, the the, the most uh, financially stable, are looking for a rich guy, in other words, gold diggers. So are there still those those sexist stereotypes there? Those stereotypes exist because those people exist in the dating marketplace. So, of course, that exists. But I think, ultimately... A high-quality person is going to want to date another high-quality person. In other words, someone who's the full package. And, again, I don't want to completely reduce people to their looks or their wealth. However, yeah, there are a lot of wealthy guys who want attractive women, and there are a lot of attractive women who want wealthy guys. Mm -hmm. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Women are wired to go for men who are providers and protectors. And for men, beauty is currency in the dating marketplace. When we're talking about high-value singles, now, if you just are looking for someone to love you for you – there's nothing wrong with that. But if you, for example, are a woman and, you know, you are, um, per the video you played, if you are, uh, you know, extremely obese or overweight or disheveled, you're not attractive, 
Um, but you want a guy who's a millionaire and six feet tall and has a six pack and, you know, uh, it's not going to happen, is it? It's not going to happen. Any woman. Well, you're banking on the exception and not the rule. And I think it's a gamble. And I think that it's un- it would be deceiving for me to to tell people that they can do what they've always done and get results they've never gotten. And yes, of course, personality plays into the mix. But I'll tell you, I coach a lot of men. I'm a matchmaker for a lot of men. And if a guy is not attracted to a woman, um, first and foremost, he's not going to give her a date. doesn't matter if she's, you know, uh, gone to the greatest school and making a lot of money. If he's not attracted to her, forget about it. You see, guys tend to be more physical, I suppose. They're, 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 don't get me wrong, not for every man. But and we were talking about this before the break when we were talking about a girl who sent us in a letter giving out about another girl at the office who wouldn't wear a bra. But anyway, that's a whole other story. Well, we, we talked about, you know, men... And the physicality involved. In other words, men are very attracted to the physical shape of a woman. Now, don't get me wrong. They then get to know them and realize how intelligent they are. And, that, and some men are attracted to intelligence as well. But realistically, for, that's the first port of call for many men, isn't it? It is It is the barrier to entry. And I think, you know, yes, you can make up for um, certain elements in other ways. For example, some men prioritize religion. They need to date a woman who's of the same faith and background. Just an example. So maybe they're more willing to compromise on a woman's looks. However, I don't see that very often. Mm. What I see more often is, you know, a man is willing to compromise on other aspects typically. Um, But yes, you know, people who are uh, young, high school sweethearts or super religious, typically I've noticed um, are more likely to fall into that exception and not rule category. But let me also just make this point clear. Women also studies show seek appearance out and they just seek it to a lesser degree, but it's important to them as well. It's a valuable metric. I'm looking at some of the questions coming in here, by the way, for you. Somebody says, I'm a 32-year-old man. I smoke weed every day. I had a relationship for 10 years and it ended. I have no idea how to date again. I like what this woman is saying, but I'm intimidated. I don't know where to start. Mm, He's smoking weed every day. That's not a good start, is it? Well, listen, you know, first of all, it depends how much weed you're smoking in one go, you know. Um, Second, I think at the end of the day, if your habits are prohibiting you from leading a life of purpose, a a high life, then it's also going to prohibit you from meeting high quality people. For example, if you're a stoner and all you do is sit at home and play video games and you don't leave the house, well, good luck trying to find your soulmate or at least someone you're compatible with because you got to put yourself out there. And, you know, I'm not here to tell people how to live their life. I'm just here to help them get to where they're trying to go. Okay, my wife, I'm reading out some questions coming in for you. I hope you don't mind. My wife has let herself go. Does she have any advice uh, about dating down the the line? How do we keep our relationship fresh and our standards high? So obviously he's planning on leaving his wife. This is a relationship question. I'm a dating coach, but I will say this. Um, it's different when you're married because obviously you've already made that commitment. But if you're trying to rekindle a spark, my advice is try new things that neither of you have done before. For example, if neither of you have gone rock climbing, do that because then that's something to bond over and get excited over. If you're just going to the same restaurant again and doing the same thing that you've always done, it's not exactly going to ignite that flame or take a trip somewhere. You want to basically put yourself in a position where you're able to rekindle that romance. So that's my advice for Uh, the gentleman who asked that question. Here's another one. I'm a man trying to date. I've got a lot of money, 42, great career, and there are a lot of very entitled young women out there. Where does Nelly Mm -hmm. uh, Nelly say, what does Nelly say to this? 
does she see this? What I say, what, <laughs> what I say to that is go to my website, NellieSudry.com, and enter my uh, matchmaking application. I have a database of over 15,000 women, um, and I screen them and vet them out. But if he doesn't want to do that, my other piece of advice is uh, if you're looking for someone who is not superficial, you might be um, needing to also ask yourself, am I being superficial? Um, or maybe he's, uh, you know, extremely stingy. I've seen that too. Um, you know, you have to be willing to court a woman in the traditional sense for women to feel safe enough to open up to you and provide you with a nurturing home. If a man is not providing that environment or ecosystem for a woman um, off the get-go, it's going to be harder to attract subs- uh, women with substance. And you might find yourself going down the rabbit hole of continuing to find these superficial entitled women. Also, one last piece of advice for that guy, if you have it in your mind that all women are entitled, you're going to continue attracting that. So you have to put your perspective and broaden it to, you know what? My partner is out there. What I am seeking is seeking me. And I'm a high-value attractive man. Therefore, I am going to attract a high-value attractive woman. But it really takes two to tango, and I'm willing to bet that that gentleman is either tainted or – um, isn't putting himself in the in front of the right women, which is where the matchmaking comes in. Okay, the, the next question or text that just came in there, actually, I was actually going to ask you about. So I'll read this out first, then I'll ask you the question. I'm a very smart and sharp woman, and I find the pool of men I'm interested in so small. Anytime I say this, it sounds obnoxious to people around me, but honestly, I feel it is so true. Does she think this intimidates men? So here's the question. That advice and that these kind of rules that we're talking about for the last 10 or 15 minutes is in relation to generally rich men looking for, you know, the trophy wife. But realistically, um, you know, you've got a, very, a lot of very wealthy women out there. And my theory is they tend to go for the young bad guy, uh, the bad boy, so to speak. You know, is that true? Do women tend to go for the bad boy? Is that still a thing? Well, listen, not all women. I wouldn't say that there's a correlation between wealth and a woman's desire to go for a bad boy. But I will say this. Yes. Um, Studies show that when women are uh, more ambitious or more successful, they tend to for sure intimidate certain men. And um, women studies show uh, prefer men of more affluent zip codes. Men actually tend to date down in a lot of ways. But here's the solution. The solution is not make yourself smaller. The solution is not... Um, try to dim your ambition or your success. The solution is you need to be moving and grooving with men who are equal or of higher ambition, intellect, or success. Now, if you're not around those types of men, I'm willing to bet as someone who's worked with several very successful women, a lot of my bread and butter is that, maybe you are competing with younger, more attractive women, in which case, you probably would be a good candidate for image consulting, which I also offer. Oh, okay. All right, okay. Image consulting. There you go. Oh, by the way, here's a, a genuine question, by the way, coming in here. It says, and I don't even understand this. You might. How do we change our vibration? Now, do you understand that question? Yeah. Because I don't. So I, I'm, assuming I that's that, that, I, I'm assuming that's the kind of the aura we give off, I imagine. Yeah, well, they say the higher your vibe, the better your tribe, right? So what that means is, your vibrational frequency and the energy that you are on. You know, when you're on a high wavelength, when you're positive, when you're um, operating from a place of abundance, meaning you believe that what you want is on its way, you're going to attract that. So the answer to that question is, first of all, you have to believe that you are worthy of the outcome that you want, number one. Number two, whenever you're feeling down about yourself, 
think about some things that you're grateful for because it's really difficult to be grateful and depressed at the same time. Mm. Mm-hmm. And number three, um, do things that generate endorphins. You know, I'm a big fan of fitness, but any kind of hobby that you're passionate about that you love, do. Social media is designed to be addicting, and people in today's society are always comparing themselves to other people. And in order to break out with that, you got to get into the real world. You got to start doing things that you love, and you got to start living life. Okay. And by the way, your social media is flying, I believe, according to my producer, who follows a lot of it, I believe, because I'm not too sure why, but uh, she, she follows an awful lot of it. She's not even on the dating game at the moment. She has a wonderful boyfriend, but she follows a lot of that. that I love kind of, that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the other thing as well is, does all this apply to same-sex couples, or is that a different dynamic? In other words, if you're a rich guy and you're gay, are you looking for an equally rich guy, or does the same rule apply, you know, when you're looking for somebody of the opposite sex, and the same would go for lesbian? So when it's a same-sex couple, does the dynamic change? Uh, I will say it's more nuanced with same-sex couples because it's more about masculine and feminine energy. Um, In other words, the yin and the yang. That being said, women are designed to go for uh, safety and security. So I guarantee you, if you had, um, you know, uh, a lesbian with two women, two women who are both her options, both equal in every way, one who's making a hundred thousand dollars and one who's making twenty, all other things being equal, she's probably going to go for the one who's making a hundred grand. Um, when it comes to men, what I've observed is, uh, yeah, I mean, everyone's different. It's a little, like I said, more nuanced, but. Men are um, men are typically prone to more infidelity. Uh, they're prone to more um, uh, open relationships. That's why you see so much of that in the male gay community, um, which really I think reaffirms the fact that men and women are so different and not equal. And so a lot of the kind of dating laws that I talk about, you can absolutely mirror in safe, same self, same sex mar- uh, mm. relationships. And that's why I have a lot of gays who follow me actually. Um, because, you know, they find truth in the nuggets of information that I, that I discuss. But yes, I would say uh, masculine and feminine energy is more the cornerstone of same-sex relationships. Yeah, well, men, by the very nature, the testosterone and everything else that runs along with it, tend to go for sex, I suppose, as well. And I suppose they're more promiscuous, generally speaking, than women. I would imagine, well, and that's, by the way, that's not a hard and fast rule. It's just, it just is a rule, I suppose. It's not a hard and fast. The other, mm-hmm. the other thing is age, I suppose. Do, is it still hold true that men go for a younger woman and women will go for an older man? Is that, does that still hold true or is, is that generally and everything else is just an exception? Um, it depends. I mean, you know, it, I don't want to put a blanket statement on that. I will say, yes, youth and vitality are more coveted by men. So they would definitely always prefer, I think, younger women. But at the same time, that doesn't mean that older women don't have a chance. And also, are we talking about a 20-year age gap? Or are we talking about a two-year age gap? So it's difficult to blanket statement that. But absolutely, you know, because, and it's not because of the age. It's more because of the innocence associated with it. Um, a younger woman might appear to be more malleable. But not everyone wants that. You know, some men want a woman who's, you know, ready to start a family and, you know, maybe has more life experience. So yeah. I would say for that question, it's not so black and white. I'm blown away by the amount of questions coming in, by the way. Somebody else says, Dad, does, she, uh, does she do any work around dating and being poly? Uh, does she think monogamy will die out? Oh, I, I mean, I suppose polyamorous couples are becoming more common now. Um, I, I personally, mm-hmm. it's not my bag. I wouldn't be into it at all, but some people seem to like it. But do you believe monogamy is dead? 
I don't believe monogamy is dead. I do believe it's a bit of a social construct because obviously it differs by culture. There are some cultures where men have four wives and there are some cultures where uh, that is that is not um, mm. acceptable, right? And so I personally don't believe monogamy is dead. I think a lot of people still want a monogamous relationship. Um, but I think we're living in a world where there are a lot more options. And so people are a lot more tempted. And I think, um, you know, it's just about figuring out what works for you and finding your groove and, and the person who is going to give you what you want. If you're open to polyamory and you're able to find someone who wants to get on board with that, I'm not here to judge. I have three more questions that I'm going to let you go. Unfortunately, we lost your line. Well, I lost your line for some reason. Okay. okay this, this one is a little bit controversial, but I'm sure we can work it out. She wants to know, I'm assuming it's a guy, by the way, but maybe I'm wrong to assume that. Is it racist to have racial preferences while dating? Genuine question. In my opinion, it's not, because I think everyone is looking for different things. You know, that that using that same example, that would be like saying it's homophobic to not want to date same, someone of the same sex. Not everyone is bisexual. Not Yeah, everyone or I don't is, want a woman um, with blonde hair, or I don't want a brunette, or yeah. So, I mean, that's just you know a choice, what? isn't People it? People are entitled to have their preferences. I'm not here to judge. I definitely don't think it's racist. I think if, if you're open-minded, you can definitely cast a wider net and have more um, people, I have, for example, I have clients who are black and they, they want to date within, um, in, in their race too. I wouldn't say okay. that's racist, you know? So no. Okay. Uh, final question before I, I want to talk about your TV show very quickly. I'm 36 year old female single. I want to have kids. How do I manage this while dating and not scaring men off? Well, I suppose you just don't say it on the first um, date. <laughs> yeah, I think you typically when people are asking questions like that, uh, where they're afraid of scaring men off, they're leading with their resume. My opinion is uh, when it comes to dating for women, if they want to attract a man who uh, is masculine, lean into your feminine energy. In other words, be in your receiving mode and your, your resisting mode. Don't feel like you have to be in competition with a guy and one-upping him and proving yourself through your resume. Lean back, let him court you, enjoy the date, and also recognize that those details about you have to be earned. Okay, finally, this TV show. Tell me about your TV show. So you have a current TV appearance. And what are you doing? Yeah, I appeared on Match Me in Miami, which is now on Roku, the Roku channel, which I believe is uh, available in the UK. Yeah. And I'm a matchmaker. Obviously, I, um, I split my time between Miami and now L.A. And uh, the show basically follows me and the other group of ladies who are in the matchmaking agency that I work with. And you get to see us setting people up. You get a peek into our personal lives. And it's all around. It's a really great show. And I think people will love it. And I've gotten great response. All right. Well, look, if people want to follow you or they want to see your advice, they can go to ask. Is it ask.nelly? That, that would be the best way, isn't it? It's, yep. A-S-K dot N-E-L-L-Y. And if you'd like to join my free dating match, my dating database or my matchmaking database, head to Nelly Sudri, N-E-L-L-Y-S-U-D-R-I dot com. And all the information is there. You can also book a session with me. Okay. Or take my course. And you can go, of course, to your Instagram or your TikTok page and can follow you there as well. Nelly, yeah. Nelly Sudri, Absolutely. listen, thank you very much indeed, Nelly. And I appreciate you coming on the air and talking to us. Amazing. Well, thank you so much for having me. I think this was really great. Real people. Real opinions. Real talk radio. The multi-award winning Niall Boylan Show.